Welcome to the In Your Interest podcast from IA Financial Group, where we discuss your need-to-know economic news and how it affects your finances. All this in under 10 minutes. Our question today, should we fear inflation more or recession? My name is Ashley. I'm here with my colleague Sebastian McMahon, our Chief Strategist and Senior Economist here at IA Financial Group. Hi, Sebastian. Hello, Ashley. So it's been talked about a lot in this podcast. Recession risks are high for 2023 and inflation remains a problem. Uh, the Bank of Canada is working hard to solve the inflation problem, but probably by pushing the economy into a recession. So a question for you, why is it doing this? Well, it's a very interesting question. They're not Bond movie villains that are just trying to push the economy off a cliff. All right. So what they're trying to do is they're really trying to solve the inflation problem. And uh, the, the reason is that inflation has been uh, a, a, one of the main uh, economic uh, enemies, I would say, of the 1970s, 1980s. Uh, it was creating lots of, uh, of, uh, of pressure for multiple households, lots of uncertainty for businesses. Uh, inflation has been termed as one of the, let's say, the public enemy number one for the, the, the U.S. economy by a former president. So inflation, a lot of, of work has been done by central banks. They know that they need to keep it low. How low? They set all in about 2%. They need to, to keep it pretty stable so that, you know, you can forecast into the near future if you want to make business decisions. And uh, we just task the central banks to keep it like that. So this is their mandate. This is why they're doing this. But you're right in doing this. A recession might be inevitable. And why is it less serious to have a recession and more acceptable than having inflation? All right, so it's less serious. I think there would be an economic consensus around that. It's not that recession or, you know, something that you want to see. I mean, it, when you have a recession, typically you have the unemployment rate tick up by about 2 to 5%. So th this means people are losing their jobs and it's never a good thing when you know someone like a family member or a friend or yourself that is losing your job. But when there's a recession and uh, people lose their job, then you have unemployment insurance that's there to support you. And recessions are just the natural end of a business cycle. After that, you have a new cycle that starts and new opportunities can arise. And, you know, it's just a temporary phenomenon. You can uh, use the time that you're on unemployment insurance to, you know, maybe study something else, to, to go into another domain. So, you know, it's not something that you would wish, but, you know, there might be some opportunities in there. Inflation, on the other hand, it just bites everyone. I mean, if prices are going up by 6-7% a year like we're seeing right now, and then they come down, the price level won't be coming down after that. So your purchasing power is likely gone for a good while until your, your wage increases just make up for a lost time. But there are some people that are less fortunate than others that have jobs that they won't be getting promotions anytime soon, or that the rate of increase of their wage won't be enough to make up for the loss in purchasing power that inflation brought. So it brings, uh, you know, economic misery to the population when inflation is high and when it's volatile. I see. And so 
A recession is normal or, you know, an inevitable phenomenon, but inflation is not. Yeah, exactly. A recession is just the end of a business cycle. I mean, we've had an experiment uh, in the early 2000s, you know, when uh, the economic cycle, when it was slowing down, we had central banks just, you know, keep rates low. Uh, that that led to a long and prolonged economic cycle that led all the way to 2007, 2008. And we all remember how it ended. If you try to delay the inevitable end of a business cycle, thus the recession. Usually what you see is you see bubbles starting to you know, inflate left and right. This time it was in the housing in 2008. And even just recently when you have too much support to the economic cycle and too strong an economic cycle because of liquidity, then you see uh, speculation starting to appear with like cryptos and with NFTs. So it's normal at some point to have an end to a business cycle, just to have you know a resetting of things, a start of a new business cycle. So so it's, it's completely normal and it's inevitable and it's predictable. Inflation, on the other hand, we've learned from history that central banks can be good enough to at least keep it on average around target, making things predictable for everyone. And that really helps with the prospects for growth and for the well-being of the population. I see. And we hear all kinds of numbers about inflation, right? Annual, monthly, core. As an economist, what are you looking at specifically right now? Well, right now, myself and other economists, we're looking at the monthly figures, so the inflation right now, month to month, because what happened last year, of course, it was pandemic and post-pandemic, so it doesn't really tell us any new information, but the pace of inflation right now, or even if you look at the last three months and you project, you just annualize that, you just project, it, project that 12-month forward, you start to see that inflation is slowing down. So it's a good thing. Uh, core inflation, as you said, when you exclude food and energy, the behavior of that, there's the more sticky parts of inflation. This is what we're looking at. We're starting to see inflation coming down. That's good news. But the issue is that it's coming down in some specific sectors like energy prices, used cars, new cars. Inflation in the price of food is still accelerating. Uh, inflation at the pump is still very high. Inflation in shelter is still accelerating. So we're far from the end of this fight by central banks against inflation. I see. And maybe that can kind of explain that uh, saying that some of our grandparents used to say where inflation is the mother of all evils. Uh, maybe you could explain a bit more about that. Yeah, exactly. It was the mother of all evils because it was hard to forecast ahead because when inflation tends to settle, it tends to settle in a volatile way. So again, businesses, if they look forward, they say, right, what will inflation be over the next few years? Then if inflation is expected to be high and volatile, it's hard to plan for, well, how much should I invest or should I go forward with my investments? How many people should I hire and should I, should I move forward with that? If you're a household, you say, right, I, I want to buy a house. Well, with inflation being high and volatile, can I make sure that they will be able to afford this house for a long time. What will my purchasing power be in the next few years? So that brought so much, uh, so many issues, I would say, to the population, to households, to businesses, that it's been named the mother of all evils. I see. And so I'm convinced inflation is something to be avoided when we can. But isn't recession also kind of the mother of all evils in yeah. a way? Yeah, recession are not fun, especially uh, if, uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you, you or your, you know, 
someone that you know lost their jobs. But uh, recession is just a normal part of the uh, of the uh, of the process of the business cycle. When we have a recession, you have central banks uh, cutting interest rates to make sure that you know that the cycle can start again. The government can help with the fiscal measures. So you know it's just a necessary evil, I would say, that we can get back up uh, from. But I would say the mother of all evils title, I will give it to inflation. <laughs> Great. And so do you think this will end well? Well, the current situation, I think we're actually not in too bad a shape. And I hope that this will be aging well, this <laughs> podcast that we're recording now. Uh, because when you look at the labor market, it is pretty tight. It's hard to get people. If you want to hire people, it's very hard. So we can have kind of in a typical recession where we don't see the unemployment rate jump by uh, quite a lot. And a question I like to ask to audiences when I do, you know, face-to-face presentation is I ask everyone, do you remember the recession of 2015? There was a recession in Canada in 2015. And not many people raised their hand, even financial specialists, economists, because in uh, most of Canada, we didn't really feel it. In Alberta, I know that there are a lot of hands that get raised because it was the price of gasoline, uh, of of oil that fell. We had lots uh, lots of jobs that were lost over there. You know, and multiple people in the room, they they knew someone who lost their jobs. They've experienced that uh, firsthand. And, you know, if we have a job full recession, maybe it's something that will not go down in history as a terrible period for the Canadian economy. Very interesting. As always, Sebastian, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. And to everyone listening to us, don't hesitate to leave a review, talk about the podcast to your friends and sign up for our next podcast. Love this podcast? Want to know more about economic news? Follow our In Your Interests podcast, available on all platforms. Visit the economic news page on ia.ca or follow us on social media. 